everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group Limited, where we facilitate outcomes. You can visit our website at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com, for past episodes of our podcast, as well as information on our CARS Academy, which is our online personal and professional development um, training facility, as well as information on our services and how we can be of assistance to you. So without further ado, today's podcast topic um, is one that I, I really wanted to talk about because in the line of work that I do, um, I speak at conferences, I work with organizations to facilitate outcomes in terms of identifying their goals and, and, and objectives and outline a, strat- a strategic approach to being successful. Um, I speak at a lot of conferences and conduct a lot of trainings and workshops and breakout sessions. And there's always something that people are learning. There's always something that they're going to, some class that they're taking, something that they're doing that's going to enhance their development personally or professionally. And being an educator and considering myself to be a lifelong learner, I am all for going out and getting in as much knowledge, you know, information as possible, doing as much research as possible, talking to people, observing, you know, immersing yourself in all of these situations where you can be exposed to new ways of thinking and new ways of doing and new ways of being. But if you find yourself always going to quote unquote trainings and you're always going to quote unquote workshops or conferences or, you know, sessions and, and all of this, but you come out and you're the same, what are you really learning? And so today I wanna talk about, is it training or is it learning? And as an educator, part of my approach is to make sure that I'm not just focused on the content. I'm not just trying to give you information. I'm not just trying to say, here's what this is. Here's a definition of it. This is how it can be applied. This is what you should do and so on. And then, you know, here, go out into the world, go forth and be better. Um, This podcast is a great example of that because even though I'm talking about different topics, I try to always, always, always give you an actionable item unless it's a mic side check, which is kind of my way of having a uh, top of mind uh, virtual discussion. Um, with you, so to speak. So when we're talking about the differences, is it training or is it learning? Training is when you are trying to get someone to replicate a skill. For instance, if I'm teaching you how to tie your shoes, I'm going to demonstrate for you how to tie your shoes. I'm going to show you shoes that have been tied. I am going to tell you what you, why you need to tie your shoes. And then I'm going to repeat the same steps over and over and over again until you can replicate them to tie your shoes. Now, does tying your shoes make you a different person? Does that mean that you are now so much more enlightened about you know, the, the purpose and the role of shoe tying and, and having tied shoelaces in, in the grand scheme of life? No, it's a simple skill. It's something that you need to know how to do. But if I told you that I'm going to teach you how to think more successfully, or how to be more critical, or how to communicate more effectively, or how to be successful in achieving your goals and outlining your goals. If I I tell you that I'm going to teach you 
so that I'm developing you. Because once you have learned what I've told you, then fundamentally you will be different. Now, instead of me conducting a training where I am focused specifically and only on you performing a specific action as a result of what I've showed you, but instead I'm trying to get you to learn. I'm trying to get you to shift who you are and how you operate and how you think. That's learning. And, and I think that so often when we're especially talking about workshops and conferences and um, you know, in, in, in services and in, in, in training opportunities and, and things like that that a lot of companies are, are doing, especially when you talk about the DNI space and you talk about um, subconscious or unconscious biases and you talk about discrimination and, and you talk about, you know, creating an equitable workforce and, and, a, and safe places for people to be able to grow and to learn and to come together to work as, and showing up as their, their true, authentic, whole selves. Now we're looking at this kind of knee-jerk reaction to some discrimination happens and then the companies close down and they immediately bring in an expert on unconscious or subconscious biases and they do diversity training. And you can see me doing the air quotes under diversity training. Diversity isn't something that can be trained. It's not a skill. It's not follow this set of rules or guidelines or steps and all of a sudden you are enlightened and you are no longer going to speak to people a certain way or consider them a certain way or perceive them a certain way or, or react to them a certain way. We don't need more training. We need more learning. So I know you're going to ask, Keisha, what does that look like? Why are we doing this? So when companies are putting together these training programs and they're putting together workshops and they're putting together ways for them to be able to have someone come in, stand up in front of the room and tell people this is what you should do and how you should do it and why. They have the best intentions. They want you to think about things differently. They want you to process things differently. They want you to encounter the same situation and go, ah, you know what? I'm not gonna do that the way I did it before. I'm gonna do it differently. That is the purpose, ultimately, and the goal of training. But what is missing is the fact that the way human beings operate, we have to have a connection in order to learn. We have to have a scaffold or think of it as a bridge, a bridge between what we know and who we are and what we're able to do right now and what we know and will be and will be able to do in the future as a result or after this has happened. So a couple of things I want you to think about, okay? If you are thinking that you need to be developed in some way, if you're thinking that there is some way that you're lacking or something more that you could be doing, wouldn't you love to be able to go into an environment where you're gonna learn something? Because if it's not about truly changing who you are at your core, meaning that you're changing the way that you think and that you process and that you apply different things, then you are not learning. You're not growing. Because by definition and by looking at the process of what happens when people learn, fundamentally something shifts in the way that you think about something. Something shifts in the way that you understand something. Something shifts in the way that you analyze it. So your learning begins 
in your brain. It begins internally in the way that you process information. It begins with you being able to say, I no longer look at this situation in the same way, in the same lens, because I have new information and that I am now fundamentally different in the way that I approach it. That is learning. So when you have learned something, how do you apply it? Not just to the exact same, the exact same situation or scenario, but how do you apply it to different scenarios? How do you apply it to different situations? How do you apply it and be able to see when it applies and when it doesn't? How can you apply it and tweak it or, 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 or critique it or shift it slightly to be able to, to fit the new situation? I'll give you a case in point. Okay, I've already talked about companies that if there's something that comes up with DNI or, or discrimination or something like that, that they shut everything down and they go through this massive training. This massive training that can ha- you know can last a day, an hour, you know, half a day, two days, whatever the, the, the case may be. But if in this scenario you are sitting in a huge room with a whole bunch of other people and you're listening to someone else talk and you're watching the PowerPoint but you're never interacting with each other. You're never questioning what it is that you just heard. You're never making a connection between what you already knew and what you're talking about or thinking about or being exposed to now. If you're never asking yourself these hard questions, does it make sense for me? Do I really believe this? Is this something that wholeheartedly I think can fundamentally be true? If you're not engaging or interacting with any of the information, then you're not learning. We are not empty vessels where somebody can open up our heads, pour in the new information, close the brain up, shake us up real good to mix it all up, and then say, here, go forth, you are now different. That is not how it works. Instead, we are dynamic, we are vibrant, we are alive, we are questioning, we analyze, we make connections, we need context, we need relationship. We have to understand the emotional ties to it. We have to philosophically look at everything and say, you know what, I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? Because I think this way. Why do I think this way? Because I perceive this way. Why do I perceive this way? Because this happened to me when I was this age and this is, has left an indelible mark on my brain. What we have to look at is we're not needing more training. We're not trying to get people to have this muscle memory that tells them this is what you do in this situation. Kind of like driving a car. Everybody that drives a car, especially a manual, um, you know, a, a, an automatic, knows that you get in, you turn the ignition, and you put the car in gear, you look at where you're going, but while you're driving, you don't think about when you hit the gas or when you hit the brake. You don't think about turning your signal on. You don't think about when it comes to a stop sign or intersection, you slow down when you see a stop sign. You don't think about those things because it's muscle memory. You have been trained repeatedly on how to do it. So if you think back to when you first learned how to drive, you had to think about all of this constantly. What am I doing? What are the steps? Let me run into it. Let me run through it over and over again. Oh my gosh, did I press the brake or the the gas? Same thing happens when you're doing something new. If I'm learning to roller skate, how do I position my feet? How do I move? Where's my balance? How is, you know, how am I, what's the rhythm? All of that stuff. If you're learning to drive a standard, you know, um, a, a manual, how do, how do I, when do I shift gear? What am I listening for? Everything new that you're learning starts with some training. It starts with you, know, you being exposed to the steps of what has to happen. It begins by me telling you, this is the process that you must now follow. But training crosses into learning 
when I'm enabling you to make a connection. I'm enabling you to say, this is when this would be applied. I'm enabling you to look back into your memory bank of situations that you've encountered and to be able to say, huh, this is almost like when I did X. Or this is almost like when I couldn't do Y. You need to make a connection and you need to have context. Because the way our brains work, we don't connect to anything that doesn't have any meaning. And that's why companies and organizations find themselves sending people to the same training over and over and over again. But the way in which the training is set up is one in which you go into a room with a whole bunch of other people, you sit in a desk or you sit at a table, someone puts up a PowerPoint presentation and they go through the bullet points and they tell you step by step by step what it is that you're supposed to be doing. They may even tell you why you're supposed to be doing it, but they don't allow you the opportunity to make a connection about what it means to you. So is it training or is it learning? Training has to go through the connection stage and the context stage in order to become learning. You can't isolate it. And if you want to have a situation where people are not going to constantly have to go back for additional quote unquote training, then I would suggest you set up situations where people can learn, they can apply, they can analyze, they can synthesize, they can compare, they can contrast, they can connect. You have to connect to the information. You have to connect to the application. You have to think about it differently. You have to perceive it differently. You have to act on it. You have to practice it. You have to test it because that is how we learn. And then you have to communicate it. Teach somebody else how to do it. Teach someone else about the way that you think about it. Explain it to somebody else. Question it. Analyze it. Dissect it. Do something with it. So is it training or is it learning? If you're going to all of these workshops and you're going to all of these sessions and you're attending conference after conference and you're looking at it and you're like, oh my God, this is such great information. But when you leave, you take your notes and your conference materials and you put them on a desk or you put them on a shelf and you don't get around to it. What am I gonna do with this? How is this gonna be applied? What are my next steps? How is this gonna work? How do I test it? How do I make sure that I'm sure about it? How do I make mistakes in terms of learning how it's not gonna work? Because just because you're learning something doesn't mean you're gonna do it perfectly the first time. Think about when kids are learning to walk or when kids are first learning how to talk or when kids are first learning how to do anything. There's a lot of trial and error. When we're first learning how to do anything as adults, there's a lot of trial and error. The problem is we are not very open or supportive of the trial process or the error process. But I'll let you in on a little secret. Unless you try it and fail, you know, and, and to adults, you know, failure is a, the F word and it's, it's a bad word. Failing just means that you learned how it's not supposed to be done. You're testing it. You're applying it in different ways to make it make sense. Your brain is, is getting in additional information about, oh, this works this way, or no, it doesn't work this way, or you know what? Maybe we can tweak it this way. 
You have to have opportunities to test things. You have to build in opportunities to apply things. You have to build in a way to think about it, to process it, to make connections with it, to build context around it. If you listen to any of my other podcasts, you can see I love telling stories. I love making a connection. I love painting a picture so that you can understand and you can see how this applies to you. And then I ask you questions. What do you think about this? How do you think it can be applied? What would you change about it? Is this something you agree with? Is this something you don't agree with? How do you think it can be changed so that it can work in your situation? All of these things are critical in order for you to move from training to learning. And if we want to make an impact, if we want to develop people as leaders, if we want to develop our, our, our organizations into thriving, growing, and, and successful and, su- and sustainable, we have to create an environment that is about learning, not just about training. We have to create an environment where people are encouraged to think. People are encouraged to analyze and and, and ask critical questions and to dissect things and to deconstruct things and to create new ways of doing things. Take a minute and look up Bloom's taxonomy of learning. It has all of these different levels from baseline, you know, memorization and, 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 and being able to take in information and remember what the information says, which is the baseline for training. Our, our bar for training is really, really low. We have high expectations for the outcomes and what we want people to be able to do as a result of sitting in the training, but our bar for the ways that trainings, quote unquote, are implemented and conducted is really, really low. It's at the primary basis, baseline level of learning. And so all we want people to do is sit here and listen to someone or watch a PowerPoint. Maybe you do a worksheet, maybe you talk a little bit about it. But when you go into the higher realms of analysis and critical um, dissection and and making hypotheses and and looking at strategies and being able to, to communicate it effectively and to ask questions about it, that is where the learning takes place. That is when you can apply. That is when you can synthesize. That is when you can collaborate with somebody else. That's when you can create something new. That's when you can enhance it. But why are we stopping just at the training? Why don't we put the effort and the time into it? Why don't we allow you the opportunity to try it and to tweak it and to go through trial and error? Why is it that our our work teams and our project teams are given a task and say, I want you to solve this problem and I want you to work towards this outcome, but hey, we don't want you to fail at all. We want you to do it perfectly the first time. Nobody does anything perfectly the first time at all. You have to become better at it. When I started my podcast, I did not think I was very good at all because I had so many things so many steps listed in my head of what I needed to do and how this needed to flow and what it needed to sound like. And what really made me realize that this isn't that hard is when a a friend of mine who she, I consider her the podcast guru, told me there are no rules. You can learn it as you go. 
You can become it as you learn it. You can apply it as you discover it. Imagine the freedom at knowing I can't fail because I'm learning it as I go. I'm becoming better as I grow. Imagine what your professional life or your personal life could be like if you told yourself when you tried something new, I cannot fail. I can only learn. I can only grow. I can only become better as a result. Imagine the freedom there is in that because anything you do is going to be awesome because you're going to learn from it. That's the only caveat. That's the only requirement. What did you learn? How did you become better? How can you apply it? What are you going to create? I don't look at, and I did an episode before on problem solving versus solution design. Problem solving, I I said before, is very narrow focus. It is focused on what is not working. So we have to look very, very hard and focus on what is not working. So we have all of these parameters and these constraints and, and these things that we look at and say, okay, I'm in this particular box. And if you focus primarily on the problem, then all you're going to see is the problem. And you're going to do things that are in the same constraints or the same boxes or the same parameters as the problem. Now, if you're talking about solution design, first of all, solutions are open. Design means I'm creating. Now, I'm thinking about this in an entirely different way. Same thing with training versus learning. Hey, we're going to have a training today on diversity and inclusion and unconscious biases. Hey, we're going to have a training today on how to be a better leader. Hey, we're going to have a training today on fill in the blank. Imagine your eyes glazing over. Nobody says, woohoo, I want to go to a training. Ever. But if you talk about we're going to learn, we're going to collaborate, we're going to dissect, we're going to create, we're going to hypothesize, we're going to create solutions. We are going to explore. Those words pique your interest. I don't care if you're cynical because you've been around forever and you know that companies don't do this kind of stuff. I don't don't care because some companies are doing it and they're doing it wonderfully. And if your company is not one of them, then you need to call me, contact me, and let me come and show you how to do it. (laughs) But there are companies that realize, there are people in companies that realize that when you look at people, people need to be developed. People need to learn. People need to actively engage with information. People need to create. People need to be free to explore, to be vibrant, to be alive, to question. People need to be taken out of the training box and and, and welcomed into a learning community. What I do is yes, I assist people in facilitating outcomes. I help you to look at, identify, pinpoint what your goals are and the outcomes that you want, and then deconstruct to reconstruct so that we can create a strategy around it. We can develop your team to be able to to explore it, implement it, and we can assist you in applying the learning that's necessary to sustain it. Yes, I do all of that. But when you boil it right down to the baseline, I'm an educator. I educate your people on how to pull out their gifts and their talents and their abilities and, I, and to pull out that potential and transform it into promise. I'm the one that lights a fire under your people. I'm the one that inspires them. I'm the one that motivates them. But I am the one who helps them to untap 
who they are, to unlock the keys of, of getting to getting greater opportunities to unfold because they are thinking about things in different ways, helping them to see how they are different and how they need to grow and how they need to develop and the things that they want to do to be different, not just behave differently. This podcast is entitled Mindset, Mindset to Mastery because I believe that unless you change your mindset, you cannot master your success. And learning is all about mindset. Learning is about engaging your mind. It's about impacting and, and interacting with your surroundings. Learning is how you become successful. Learning is how you grow. Learning is how you are dynamic. Learning is how you turn the world upside down and create the next best thing. Learning is how you create legacy. Learning is how you collaborate. Learning is how you create strategic partnerships. Learning is how you can turn an organization around in a very short period of time. Learning is how you build trust. Learning is how you eliminate and, and, and diminish the appearance of discrimination. Learning is how you build an inclusive environment. Learning is how you grow. So how are you applying this? What are you creating? How are you thinking about this? How are you communicating? Is it training or is it learning? Which would you rather do? Which would you rather be involved in? Which one lasts the longest? Which one is sustainable? Which one is successful? Nobody wants to go to a training. They just don't. I know I don't. But give me an opportunity to learn something. Give me an opportunity to dissect it. Give me an opportunity to pick it apart. Give me an opportunity to just think and sit and ponder it. You know, there's an old adage. You fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know, there's this, this, uh, this saying that was, you know, when Abraham Lincoln was, or, or, you know, George Washington, whichever one you want, was about to cut down a cherry tree and they asked him, what do you do first? And he said, well, I spend some time thinking about how I'm going to cut down the tree. Then I spend some time sharpening my axe. And then I make the cut. But you had to think about it first. Then you had to prepare to do it. Then you had to do it. It's not all about following a simple set of rules or actions. It is about how do you connect to that? How can you develop as a result of that? How are you different? And how can you think and interact and apply what it is that you're learning to the world around you? And I'm going to have future episodes on additional learning opportunities. And um, in a future one, I'm also going to be talking about creating learning communities because I think that that's imperative for people to be able to do. And I'll talk to you about how ERGs and BRGs, employee resource groups and business resource groups, can be at the center of creating and cultivating a culture of learning and community within your organization. So I hope that this has been helpful and insightful and has given you a little bit more idea in terms of what I am and, and, and how I think about this and the types of things that I do. But I want you to, to more so, I want you to start thinking more along the lines of what your organization is doing and what, what you're experiencing and how that can be better and how that can be different. So I hope 
that this has been insightful. I hope that this has made you think in different ways. I hope that this makes you go back and start asking some really great questions about whether or not you're participating in training or whether or not you're participating in learning and how you can move from training into learning. I want to hear your comments, so go to my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Send me a message. Drop me a line. Let me know what it is that you want to learn more about, how you want to learn more about it. What do you want to hear more about? Any questions that you have and how you've applied what I've said and how it's turned out for you. Give me some best case scenarios of how all of this is working for you. And then contact me so that you can find out more information about my CARS Academy and how you can move from simple training into dynamic learning so that you can change your mindset and be able to master your success. So until next time, I hope that you are going to have a wonderful day, that you are going to create the success that you desire, and that you are going to move outside of your comfort zone to be able to cultivate a community and an environment of collaboration, of cooperation, of being insightful, and of putting things in place so that you can learn and grow and develop. Until next time, I'm Keisha Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group. Make it a great one.